It's the Arch Madness edition of the Redbird Report. Michael Mara from the Vedette Studios. Joining me today is my co-editor, Nate Head. Nate, uh, it's weird to say this, but Arch Madness is just one day away. Yeah, it's one day away. Um, we're finalizing our travel plans tomorrow morning. Uh, it's crazy to think that uh, it's literally tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow at noon or, or 11 or so, we'll be at the, the awards luncheon and uh, maybe taking a couple play-in games uh, in the evening. So, yeah, crazy that it's here. Hard to believe that the basketball season uh, for the Illinois State Redbirds can uh, you know, be over as soon as Friday night. Uh, so let's get to it. Friday night, Illinois State, Indiana State, a rematch from January 20th. Uh, and uh, and New Year's Eve, but January 20th is the more memorable matchup uh, in most people's heads for one reason, an 84-54 defeat uh, to the Sycamores. The Sycamores stuck it to the Redbirds. Illinois State 16-14 overall, 10-8 in the Missouri Valley Conference. Indiana State 13-17, 8-10 overall in the Missouri Valley Conference. One showdown Friday night, 8.30, the Scott Trade Center in the finale of day one of Arch Madness. Or excuse me, I should be saying day two, day one of the quarterfinals. Uh, so, you know, getting into this matchup, Nate, we were there at Terre Haute. Uh, you know, just I believe it. I believe it was six Saturdays ago. Six Saturdays ago, a, at one point they were down eighty-four to forty-four. Um, it was an ugly game. Brenton Scott and Jordan Barnes kind of had their way with Illinois State. Uh, you know, kind of just your overall thoughts on tom- on on Friday night and uh, what it's going to take for Redbirds to uh, get a victory. Um, like most games, I think Friday night's game is going to start on the defensive end uh, from the ISU perspective. Um, obviously, in that, that January 20th game, that blowout uh, defeat for the Redbirds, the story of the game were, um, you know, the backcourt duo for Indiana State, uh, Jordan Barnes and Brenton Scott kind of had their way um, in terms of, you know, they were getting a lot of shots to fall. Um, a lot of them were, you know, pretty open looks. That How, how about the, there was that yeah. one? There, was, there were two shots, though, and remember, because it was one that I kind of, like, tapped you on, you know, because, you know, us sitting courtside next mm-hmm. to each other is probably not the greatest thing sometimes, but... There was uh, <laughs> there was the one shot. There were two, it was like two times in a row. Once he did it to Yarborough, and I think the other time was to Elijah Clarence, if I can remember correctly, um, where he kind of shimmied. Uh, he, he shimmied the defender, stepped back, and hit a three pointer in their face. That was pretty much the most contested, though. Outside of that, they were all open. Well, yeah, it did seem that at, at a point that they just could not miss. And um, you know, the, the shot that you're referring to, and I think Malik was even kind of talking about it today in the press conference, is that. <laughs> Is that once they made you know a couple open shots, then they kind of had the confidence and, and and felt like they could make you know anything they hoisted up there, and, and for the most most part they did. Um, so yeah, kind of talking about Friday night's game. Obviously, it's going to start with um, you know start or, or stopping those two guys. Um, curious to kind of hear your thoughts on this, on kind of how they're going to go about stopping them. I know ISU really. Um, and they've, they've went to it a lot this season and now in recent games. They're really uh, liking that 2-3 matchup zone. Um, I don't know how well that'll work against uh, shooters like that. I'm just curious to, to hear how you think um, you know they'll, they'll scheme defensively. I, I think if you go to the 2-3 zone against Indiana State, you're going to find yourself uh, traveling back up I-55 later Friday night. The you have to go man to man, and and I believe you have to go man to man for the sole reason that you want you want a body face guarding Jordan Barnes and Brenton Scott. If I had to guess, and I would uh, if this is where it's tough. I would assume Keyshawn's going to guard Scott, and I think Madison will guard Barnes. 
just because yeah, I think fair. Keyshawn's your true point guard and Madison's kind of your lockup guy. Size-wise, I think I think they match up pretty well. I mean, Scott's going to have a few inches on Keyshawn, say, yeah. but Madison and Barnes are probably going to be the same size, you know, not mm-hmm. too big, you know, kind of on the shorter end of things. But I think you got to go man-to-man. Uh, and, and the other reason why I think you have to go man-to-man is because inside the paint, if you let Brendan Murphy kind of roam, and it's harder for a, in my opinion, it's harder for a big man to get going in a in a zone defense. But the problem is you kind of got to pick your you pick your poison. I think I think I'd rather have I'd rather see ISU lose through the paint and have you know Brendan Murphy kind of bully them you know bully Indiana State to a victory, than have Jordan Barnes and Brenton Scott do what they did in Terre Haute and just shoot the lights out of the ball because I mean at that point you're just helpless if they're going to just keep making shots and they might do that anyway right regardless of how Indiana State's playing they may do that they could be down 25 and still just hit every hit everything. But I think you got to go to man to man. I think you, you you want a guy in their face, kind of hounding them, harassing them, you know, knowing where they're going to be, you know, and, and just kind of in their jersey. You know, there's always that term as a defensive uh, player in basketball is be in their jersey, and I think that's what you want, and I think that's the safest way to go about it. Um, and when you look at this this matchup by the numbers, both offenses averaging 72 points a game, both scoring defenses 73 points, uh, the scoring margin. Uh, for Indiana State is just above a point. Illinois State just under two points. Uh, both teams shooting 42%. Both teams allowing 43 and 44%. Three-point percent field goals. Illinois State, 34%. Indiana State, 36%. 30-point field goals per game. 9.3 for Illinois State. 8.7 for Indiana State. When you look at this matchup, it's it is it's literally a toss-up. On paper, it is literally flip-a-coin heads or tails who's going to win this one and i think that's how it's, i think that's what it's going to come down to i think it's going to be kind of one of those coin flip games i think it's going to be i think it's going to be tight throughout if i had to guess this is going to be my guess i'll save my end of game prediction for later in the podcast but for now i my guess is indiana state's going to go into halftime with a lead I, I truly believe Indiana State's going to come out. I think Illinois State throws the first punch in the first four minute in that first four minute four minute segment, but I think Indiana State fights back. I think Indiana State holds a lead at halftime, and I think the second half is kind of where Illinois State takes over. But I think it's going to be a close half, and you know, it's again, it's just one of those toss up games where anybody's going to be able to take it, and it's just going to come down kind of like Dan Muller said today. It's going to come down to who makes. You know, the more, most shots, you know, who turns the ball over less and who plays more fundamentally sound. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I, I think I, um, yeah, I agree with some of the points you brought up in terms of uh, defending the Sycamores. Um, you know, if Scott and, and Barnes are going to make some of those shots that they made in their home gym, you know, in this in this January 20th game, then so be it. I mean, that's just one where you tip your cap and, and kind of keep it moving. Um, this is a game where... ISU is going to be, you know, if they're going to get beaten, they, they want to get beaten in the paint, like you said, and and by looks that are earned rather than, you know, open three-point looks. So you mentioned um, Brandon Murphy, who is, you know, a big guy down there. And when you look at the two box scores from the previous two games that the teams played, uh, Murphy was pretty well can, uh, contained. I was personally surprised looking back on that. I know ISU has kind of had troubles defending, you know, the bigger forwards. Um, that was on display against Loyola with Crutwig. I think scored 19 points, uh, kind of bullying his way down there in the paint. Um, so I would really, I'm looking for, you know, who's going to stop Brandon Murphy. Um, if you look at ISU's, 
You know, they're two stoppers. I mean, that's Phil Fain and, and, and David Njai down there in the post, but Murphy has, you know, what, 80, 100 pounds, literally. <laughs> Not that much, but he He's is like way bigger than David Njai and Phil Fain, so I'll be curious to see um, how they continue <laughs> to limit him. But, um, yeah, it's going to take a, a full team effort. It's going to take 40 minutes, uh, just like any other game, you know, in St. Louis. And I'm looking forward to seeing how it plays out. So prediction time. Um, again, I, we, we talk about how 50-50 this game is. I think the line is not out yet, so the Vegas line is not out yet. I'm going to predict that it comes out at minus 3.5. Illinois State is what I think is what's going to happen. Um, I think that's where it will be. I think, like I said, I think Indiana State goes into the half with a lead. I think Illinois State comes out swinging in the second half, and I think the second half is going to be one of those true basketball games of you know games of runs. And I, I think you know Indi- Illinois State will have the first run in the second half. Then uh, then Indiana State responds, and I think the final response comes from Illinois State late in the game to kind of pull away. And I think Illinois State wins Friday night by. If I had to give it a score, I think this one's going to be a shootout. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're not, you're not, you don't see many of those in St. Louis. Just the atmosphere. It's a weird shooting background. I know Muller said today that you know he doesn't take that into account when yeah. you go down to St. Louis. I, you know, maybe you know, I think I think differently. But he's mm-hmm. a coach. I'm, you know, this is why I'm here and he's over there. I guess. Right. But I, I think it'll be a shootout. I'll go Illinois State 82, Indiana State 76. Illinois State advances to Saturday night. Okay, yeah. Um, that's pretty similar to kind of what I was thinking. I was uh, not as high of scoring. Uh, something I just want to briefly mention that I think is interesting is from the Illinois State perspective, I, I think their first-round matchup against Indiana State is is more dangerous or, or scary, if you want to use that word, than a potential second round against Southern or Missouri State. Correct. It's just Correct. It, it's kind of interesting how it played out that way. Is you know If I'm a Redbird fan... I'm worried about Indiana State before I'm worried about Southern Illinois. I mean, it's just how these two teams stack up so evenly. And um, but yeah, that being said, my prediction I'll go. I'll also go with a six-point deficit. I, I'm thinking Illinois State 72, Indiana State 66. Um, I I think we've that, got the same point differential. Yeah, I think we're both just going 10 six. Ten points higher and lower. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think we're right, right on key um, in terms of, of who I think is going to kind of put the Redbirds over the the le- um, kind of like over the the ledges. I think you're going to see another game from William Tisley. I think he's going to come out shooting it, and I think he's going to score 15 points to to help out ISU. So yeah, 72, 66 Redbirds. I'm going with. Uh... I'm going with Keyshawn Evans. Yeah, great choice. I'm, uh, you know, and after seeing some social media tweets and whatnot, I'm sure that's not, uh, um, you know, that's probably a popular pick in most people's opinion. Is you know he's kind of he's kind of the guy here lately that's going to have you know that chip on his shoulder. Um, so I, I'll go Keyshawn Evans, but I think throughout the tournament, I think I think the tournament lies in Malik Yarbrough's Definitely. hands. Um, and so in saying that. I know we'll have a full, uh, a, our full picks and breakdowns in tomorrow's issue of the uh, issue of the Vedette uh, online as well. Uh, Nate, who is your champion? My champion is I'm going with the hometown team, I'm going with the Illinois State. Um, I know that is definitely in disagreement to 
our entire Vidette Sports <laughs> staff. Um, like to friendly remind, and I this is going to be the last time I say <laughs> it, but uh, I think we all remember the Super Bowl as oh, I was the lone uh, lone s- selection of yeah, the Eagles. Uh-huh, so uh, uh-huh. so ISU can thank me later for this selection. Uh, a championship game prediction because uh, everybody else has Loyola. Do you have ISU over Loyola? Correct. Yes, in the finals. I uh, I have my side of my Illinois State side of the bracket. I have ISU beating Indiana State. I have it, uh, I have Missouri State beating Southern Illinois in the quarterfinal game before ISU. So I have Missouri State, Illinois State Saturday night. Illinois State beating Missouri State, and then Loyola defeating the Redbirds on Sunday. Uh, to me, I just I just you got to ride the wave. I just to me for Illinois State, if I had to pick, if I were to pick Illinois State this weekend. Uh, they were going to have to have played a lot more consistent basketball throughout the year. I think a tournament setting like this, like an Arch Madness, a March Madness, any any type of tournament setting for ISU, and they've proven it, uh, if you look back to Myrtle Beach, uh, inconsistency creeps in, in you know, inside those three, four days inside that conference tournament, or you know, if I'm going to base it off prior examples, inside that preseason tournament. Uh, you go to Myrtle Beach, they beat South Carolina, and then they go on and get whacked by Boise State the day after. I just don't see a way that they could go play three straight great games of basketball. And when you're down in St. Louis, you have to play three great games of basketball. Um, and so that's why I kind of I'm going the way I am, and uh, I'm going to take uh, Loyola to take the whole thing. And uh, you know, Porter Mosier gets to the tournament, you know, before Dan Muller, which I know will not sit well uh, with some of the Redbird fans here in Normal. And uh, just closing thoughts, Nate, uh, we're heading to St. Louis tomorrow morning, as you mentioned. We'll be at the lunch, we'll be at the playing games, uh, and we'll be there through the weekend no matter what Illinois State does. Uh, so just kind of your uh, final thoughts before we head down there. Yeah, my, my closing thoughts are uh, that I'm looking forward to it. I would um, encourage everybody to, to keep up with our coverage. Um, like I said, or, or like Mike mentioned, we're going to be pretty well equipped down there. We'll have a photographer. We'll be at um, press conferences. Uh, shoot-arounds, uh, various things like that, um, including the, the awards luncheon tomorrow afternoon. Um, so we'll we'll be there. We'll have a strong presence. Um, we'll be podcasting there. So keep an eye out for uh, a lot of the coverage that we're doing down there. In the award ceremony, one last thing before we go, award ceremony, your coach of the year. I know we touched on it on Sunday, your coach of the year. Oh, it's got to be uh, – it's got to be Mosier. It's got to be. Yeah, I think, I think, I think that one's going to be unanimous. I don't – like I said Sunday, I think a few people will probably vote for Nico Medev of Drake, Brian Wardlow, Bradley, and uh, you know I think you know some people will even go Barry Hinson from Southern Illinois. But I think at the end of the day, I think uh, it's Porter Mosier's award. Uh, and as Nate also said, heading down tomorrow, we'll have full coverage uh, from all Illinois State games. If Illinois State does get bounced tomorrow. Or Saturday, we will still be there through the weekend, bringing you Missouri Valley Conference uh, Arch Madness coverage. Um, but while Illinois State's in, you know, follow us for what we believe is going to be the best coverage on campus. Look for everything online, uh, online, and uh, you know, around town on Monday morning when we get back. But that's not all the coverage. The coverage will not stop. We'll have more coming to you live from St. Louis tomorrow afternoon. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys in St. Louis.